0: Welcome to the Marriage Medicine Podcast, the place where busy physicians like you learn how to create marriages they love without sacrificing their commitment to medicine. I am your host, Dr. Sarah Roxa, full-time physician, marriage and life coach, here to share with you all of the tools I have learned and use every day to create a marriage and home life that are a joy to return to at the end of the day. Are you ready to enjoy time with your partner and up-level your marriage in every way? Welcome. I am so excited to be on this journey with you. Welcome to episode two of the marriage medicine podcast. I want to spend the time today talking a little about feelings. Let's start with the title of this episode. Love is a feeling. We create feelings with our thoughts. So the love we create in our marriage or in any relationship is created in our minds. Before you dismiss this idea, either because it is new and goes against what we have been socialized to believe about love or because you have heard it so many times before, just pause and let the idea that we have the power to create love with the thoughts we think really sink in If you had a microphone at your temple that could record all the thoughts you think through your day, how does that script go? What kinds of feelings does your auto script produce for you? What thoughts do you give the most playtime to? This is not an exercise to invite self-judgment. Hello, any Dr. Brains that are tuning in today. It is an exercise in awareness. And guess what? Awareness brings agency. Or as my teacher and marriage coach extraordinaire, Maggie Reyes says, awareness brings authority. We will take a deeper dive into awareness and agency in a later episode. But for now, let's plant the seed that awareness of our thoughts and feelings is the key to understanding ourselves and the vital first step to any kind of change work we want to do. Okay, back to the topic, feelings. First, let's define a feeling or emotion. At the most basic level, feelings are a sensation or vibration in our body. In medicine, we are trained out of paying attention to our bodies while we work. As far as the effort to humanize medical training may have come in the last two decades, it is still generally a badge of honor, even for attendings to be able to get through a shift or a clinic day without a break, even for the most basic human needs like food, Or elimination. This skill is crucial to our jobs in very specific circumstances, but I would argue these circumstances are fewer and farther between than we tend to believe. It is also convenient to be highly skilled at dissociating from our feelings and our bodily needs when we are busy and we want to just complete the task at hand. I am not suggesting that doctors or other healthcare humans should not be taught these skills or use them. I am mentioning our training and our work culture for some understanding of why it may be harder for humans that went through medical training to notice, identify, or sometimes even feel their feelings. Again, there will be a future episode with tools for learning how to get as skilled at feeling your feelings as you are at not feeling them, and how to discern which skills to use and when. I do have so much I want to share. So how do thoughts create feelings? We talked in the first episode about how our nervous system and brain process stimuli or neutral circumstances and create meaning, the expression of which we call thoughts. When we think a thought, consciously or unconsciously, automatically or on purpose, the neural network that fires sets off a cascade of neurotransmitters and hormones that affect our physiology and create the sensations we call feelings. I will not pretend to reduce the richness of human experience to simple physiology. There is still so much we don't know, and maybe we'll never know. But at the same time, thinking of our thoughts and feelings in terms of physiology adds to the beauty and mystery of even the simplest interactions. So, thoughts create feelings. Love is a feeling. We can create love with our thoughts. What thoughts did you have about your partner in the early days of your relationship that created the feeling of love? When you are not driving, make a list. How often do you think any of those thoughts now? Again, I am not implying that you should or want to be thinking all of the same thoughts about your partner today as you did at the start of your relationship, but awareness is key. Are there thoughts on that list that may be fun to revive? Are there new or more recent thoughts you have about your partner that create a feeling of love? How about connection, compassion, gratitude. What if I asked you to write a list of thoughts you have about yourself that create those feelings? Love, connection, compassion, gratitude. What would your brain offer to you? We are just starting on this journey together. We are at the start of a new relationship, right? Even though we have never met, I have a collection of thoughts about you, my listeners, every time I think of something to share, and you may be starting to have a collection of thoughts about me. That is a relationship. At the start of this relationship, I want to make some things clear. I like to offer questions for myself and for you to consider. These questions are always meant with the highest intention to create awareness and agency. They are never meant to imply judgment or to create self-judgment or shame. In my own journey, powerful questions allow me to examine my thoughts, my assumptions, and my beliefs about myself, my partner, and the world. Awareness through examination gives me agency to choose my thoughts on purpose. Even if they are thoughts I have had since childhood, when I become aware of them, then I can choose to discard them, or I can choose to keep them. In this way, I become the creator of my experience. I hope you will be willing to play with me on this adventure of self-discovery and marriage-making or merry-making. Most of these episodes, at least at the start, will be me sharing the tools I have learned over the years that I use every day for self-discovery and creating relationships that I love and appreciate. I think there is something here for every human in any kind of relationship. That is really just every human. I'm also aware that my lived experience with all of my identities, challenges, privileges, and nuance will inform the way I bring this information to you and even the language that I use. I hope to build a community in support of healthy relationships that can celebrate all of human diversity and the ways of creating those relationships. I am here for all of the human experience. So in my mind, This is what my relationship with you looks like so far. I am so excited that you are curious enough to have listened to two episodes of my 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 podcast. I love that you are interested in learning new things or exploring familiar ideas from a new angle. You are a hundred percent worthy of love. You are capable of creating a marriage or any relationship in a way that feels good to you. You are the only person who gets to decide what feels good and what is in alignment with your values. If you are a doctor, I believe we have some shared experience that I can speak to in this work. If you are a human in healthcare, I understand some of the sea that you swim in at work. If you are a human, I love you because it's easy to love each person's humanness. It's also pretty easy to love lots of other beings too. I choose to see you as the best version of yourself anytime you enter my mind. Okay, so now you get to have whatever thoughts and feelings you would like to have about me and this podcast. That's how relationship works. Thank you for listening to the Marriage Medicine Podcast. If you like what you're learning, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode.